This program is sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group. Hey, good Monday morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and it is the 23rd day of December. Yeah, Christmas going to be here, well, let's face it, less than 48 hours from now. This will be the uh, last show in Phoenix until Friday. Last show in Phoenix until Friday. Uh, Colorado will have one more show on Tuesday. So, uh, And I know some of you guys out there in Phoenix, if you just can't get enough, uh, go to 1360khnc.com from 10 to 11. You'll be able to hear the Patriot Radio News Hour on uh, KHNC up there in Colorado. So in Phoenix, today is the last show uh, till Friday. I'm actually going to be on vacation. The professor, uh, Glenn Biddle, and, of course, Eric are going to be filling in. So Glenn and Eric uh, are going to be filling in while I'm on vacation. Uh, I'll be gone uh, essentially from the 27th to the 2nd. Uh, and, and Glenn and Eric, and I think they got some gas. They got all kinds of different stuff. Uh, but one more time, last show in Phoenix till Friday. Colorado, we got one more show. Uh, and then in Colorado, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, the station will be running at, uh, we'll, we'll call it autopilot, re- reduce strength. Uh, there are things that we are working on. Uh, that we, we we are going to be doing over those three days. Uh, our goal in Colorado is after uh, those three days are over, fingers crossed if everything goes right and everybody can get things done, uh, Michael Savage will be making his return to the airwaves in Colorado with 1360 KHNC. Uh, but we got a few things to do, so we got a lot of stuff going on. I know it's complicated, Uh then the following week on New Year's, both stations will be close New Year's Day, but that's it. Uh, so we'll be back to almost a full schedule uh, on the week of New Year's. And obviously the week after New Year's, we'll be back to our full schedule. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. Uh, that is the number at Patriot. By the way, uh, you can always, as most of you know, you don't have, we don't even have to be open for you to place orders. You can go out to allamericangold.com and order out there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, it doesn't close on Christmas or New Year's. The website will be up and running, and you can just point and click your way to getting yourself some physical gold and silver. Uh, so just keep that in mind as well. I, I, I hope all of you had just, gosh, holidays are stressful. Just really is. You're running around, uh, getting ready. Uh, you know, like uh, for us, we do Christmas. And here's our little schedule: Christmas Eve, we go over to Eric and Lori's and uh, do Christmas Eve there, and then they come over, and and uh, the family comes over to our house on Christmas Day. That's kind of our that's our little routine, and and uh, and then you got to you know make the holiday parties and do all this and that. And I, I know that uh, my my wife has been working overtime to try to get it all done. And somehow, I don't know how this happened, but somehow we're going to have 
we're not close to 30 people at our house for, for Christmas. So got a lot going on. Uh, I spent yesterday, I had the unfortunate pleasure of helping my wife go shopping for, not for Christmas, right? Now, we weren't out there buying gifts for the boys or buying gifts for each other. No, this was just to uh, get ready for the uh, the big Christmas dinner over at our house. And uh, we made the mistake of going to Costco on Sunday. Wow. <laughs> Let me tell you, don't do it. If you can avoid it, don't do it. Uh, that was... That was that very painful, and then we went to Walmart, and it was pretty quiet. So it was kind of a mixed bag, but uh, yeah, with the the line was out the door uh, at Costco on Sunday, and then uh, Walmart was. Uh, I thought I was expecting the worst, and it was actually uh, it was just fine over there. So there, there was my I guess my big horror story was uh, the checkout lines at Costco. You know. I get it, right? Everybody wants to save costs. Nobody wants to pay for cashiers anymore, and and that's just how it is. And you got to uh, do your own, you know, cashiering and bagging and all that stuff. But it does. Someone needs to tell Costco it does not work with their business model. I mean, everything is gigundo size, and they got these little self check. It's impossible. Uh, and it was just so frustrating uh, to watch the uh, Costco got rid of, I don't even know how many checkouts to get these self-checkouts. They got like a dozen self-checkouts at Costco, and, and it's just not working well. It was, uh, people were getting pretty angry. I was actually very proud of myself that I just, I just relaxed. I, I, I was chilling out. I'm like, it's not going to bother me. Uh, and, uh, the people that were in front of us, oh man, you know, there's still people out there that actually don't know how to use the self-checkout. If you don't know how to use the self-checkout, don't get in the self-checkout line. That's all I'm going to say, but I, I kept it together, but barely. Uh, and, uh, I hope all of you, uh, do the same. Just relax, try to enjoy it. Uh, I don't know what we do do a lot of this. It's like I told my wife, I said, you know, this is supposed to be a a good time. Uh, But that's just part of it. Stress is part of the holiday. This is going to be a stress-free show today. Got some economic data to talk about. And the CEO got fired today. I'll tell you all about it. Oh, man, I just had a cough right there. I know, right? I'm on the air. It's live. It's Monday, a couple of days before Christmas. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. By the way, I just saw some of the Silver Eagle books. 
the last of our, uh, we had two people left here in Phoenix that needed books. They're picking them up today. Wow. Awesome. Just awesome. You guys are going to love it. Uh, and I hope we're able to do it again next year. Uh, we had the the rally continues. The I don't know what to call it. Is it the Trump rally? Is it the Federal Reserve rally? Is it the China trade talk rally? I, I don't, maybe some of all of it, mostly, uh, I really just say the, the, the central bank is printing massive amounts of money. I mean, that's, that's uh, that I think more than anything uh, continues to lead. The Dow's up 100 points. We had three big pieces of, of information out today. We had new home sales. Durable goods, right? Both huge economic numbers. We had the disappointing existing home sales last week, right? And as far as GDP goes, uh, two of the bigger numbers came out today, right? Uh, you know, between last week's existing home sales and, and then, of course, today's new home and durable goods. And then the Boeing CEO finally got fired today i mean wow does it take a lot right to fire a ceo i mean you think about boeing i I don't know how it could get any worse uh having planes uh out there that were killing people uh the ceo remember this the the ceo boeing he was out like three weeks ago telling us oh the faa is going to approve that 737 uh before the before december course we found out uh doesn't look like that you know what maybe he was what he didn't do was he didn't say what year maybe that was the problem obviously uh not going to be anywhere near december uh the latest i'm hearing is it at the earliest maybe next summer uh but the boeing ceo gets fired new home sales and durable goods missed bad badly uh, to the point where CNBC hasn't even put either one of them up on their webpage, right? I mean, that's how you ignore bad news, right? Hey, ignore Dow's up a hundred. That's all that y'all need to know. Uh, you know, hey, I don't know. It, 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 the world has literally lost its mind. We'll start with new home sales. Now they were expecting new home sales to be seven hundred and thirty-four thousand homes. Now, no, that's in annualized number 734,000 uh new homes purchased uh the previous month was 733,000 okay so they're like and that you know those are good numbers those are pretty good numbers uh well here's what happened the number came in at 719 so obviously well below 734 uh but they still said hey new home sales jumped 1.3% so it sounded like they beat it, uh, but they took that 733, revised it all the way down uh, to 710,000. So uh, a big revision to last month. Uh, something else that was weird. So new homes and existing homes, really, there's four markets, right? You got the Northeast, the Midwest, the West, and the South, okay? The South and the West are really the numbers that matter. 
Uh, and, and I don't mean that like the Northeast and the Midwest don't matter, but the, the huge majority of sales occur in the South and the West. And I think, you know, if you're looking at a map, a lot of people are like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You know, uh, the Northeast, uh, all the failed blue states of the Northeast, uh, the Midwest, right? The Rust Belt devastated. Everybody wants to move where it's a little warmer. But this month came in really kind of weird. They said that new home sales in the Northeast jumped 52.4%. Now, I even I was like, what? what? And, and I'm like, wow, you know, because it's getting ready to be that time where uh, building homes in the Northeast gets kind of tough uh, around this time of year. But I guess the funny part is you looked at how many. 32,000. So I'm like, eh, okay. That 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 you can believe. The West was up 7.5%, 216,000. So you can see, I wanted to break this down because we haven't done this in a while. Uh, the Midwest was unchanged at 71,000. The South down 4.1% at 400. So you see the South and the West. You had the South and the West together, right? It, it's 616,000 of the 719. So uh, we watch the West and the South a lot. What about price? Median price of all new homes sold, 330800 bucks. It just doesn't stop. Wow. Up 4.4%. From October, up 7.2% from a year or the same month a year ago. So if you go back one year, you go back one year, a, a new home a year ago, median price, 308000 is now 330000 Uh They say uh, estimate supply of new homes about 5.4 months. So that was... That was new homes, right? Then we had, before that, earlier in the morning, we had durable goods. And they said after a modest rebound in October, so we had durable goods contract in September, rebounded a little bit in October, durable goods fell big today. Uh, They were expecting it to be up 1.5%. It came in down 2%. Now, remember, this durable goods, so we strip a lot of things out of durable I don't know why, right? But they, they do. They, they always, don't count this and don't count that and, you know, seasonally adjust and all that stuff. Uh, but, but down 2% month on month. The year-over-year year number down 5.7%. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Boeing... And their fired CEO probably has a lot to do that. Core durable goods. Now, this is the, I guess, the number the central bank likes. You take out uh, aircraft, I think you take out defense, and you take out cars. <laughs> Listen, take out all the big ticket items, and, and uh, uh, was unchanged, uh, which was also uh, worse than what expectations expectations were. Uh, they were going to get a big bump uh, in the what they call the core number. 
the what else did they say? They said uh, Boeing Company reported uh, obviously that it's cutting. By the way, I've got news on the trucking industry in a minute here. Uh, things getting a lot worse there as well. Booking for military hardware was down. Uh, but the military, they had a big bump the month before. So, uh, But headline number down two-tenths of a percent, down 5.7% uh, year over year. Uh, that was the durable goods number. That got you the Dow up 100 points today. So, hey, what do I know, right? Uh, I guess my guess is Boeing shares are probably rallying because they're like, hey, you finally fired the guy. You know, maybe the satellite thing, that must have been the uh, the final straw. Uh, I was actually reading about it, and they're, they're unhappy with him because he's not doing a good job in dealing with all the uh, airline industry who's upset because they got to keep delaying these planes. Uh, and now I think the latest one now says uh, most of them are delaying uh, putting the 737 back on the schedule until the summer. And, of course, Boeing needs to start paying restitution for not uh, delivering uh, when they're supposed to. But then the big trucks, right? So the, the semi-trucks out there, we, we've we been reporting, I think it was, who was it? I, I forget who the first one was. Somebody announced 1,300 layoffs a couple of weeks ago. Then uh, Navistar uh, announced last week that they were laying off 2,000 uh, workers. And now Night Transportation, Night, which is one of the, I guess it's Night Swift, I, you know, like everything. Everyone's got to merge with everybody. Uh, they reported earnings and said uh, earnings was big cuts, big slashes uh, for the year. They say that fourth quarter earnings outlook uh, was going to be 62 to 65 cents. Now it's down to 50 cents. Uh, was unable to increase freight rates as much as they were hoping. Matter of fact, saying that the pressure's on, they may have to reduce rates because there's so much spare capacity in the trucking industry. Uh, they said that they're also now going to lower 2020 uh, earnings as well calling the year a difficult one for the trucking industry as companies have failed at three times the rate of of 2018. And 2018 wasn't a very good year. Uh, we talked about that one group, uh, Celadon Group, which uh, went out of business literally overnight, leaving a bunch of their truckers stranded. Uh, now Knight is saying that, uh, well, let's let's face it, the trucking industry getting a lot, uh, well, there's just too many. You know, Knight's like, hey, we can't increase rates. Uh, gas prices are still kind of high, uh, but unable to increase late rates. And again, now most of the major trucking, uh, Peterbilt, uh, Navistar, are out on record now uh, getting ready to conduct layoffs or have already uh, laid people off. And so, again, it's one of those weird economies, right? Business is soft when you look at durable goods, right, for business spending. Uh, transportation, really soft. Uh, retail, 
It's kind of like the haves and the have-nots. It's Amazon, Costco, Walmart. I guess throw Target in there, right? They're doing real good. Uh, and then most, pretty much any other retailer, not so much. Uh, but yet they say the consumer is spending the number one item. Do you know what it is? You know, and I was thinking, right, well, food, right? We spend a lot on food. Uh, we spend a lot on cars, right, buying cars or trucks. Health care. Almost $4 trillion. So think about our GDP. We've got a GDP around $20 trillion. The government, the federal government, is what? Almost $5 trillion, $4.8 trillion, something like that is the federal government. Throw in cities and states and whatnot, right? And you're like, okay, you know, $6 trillion of, of GDP is government. Another $4 trillion. Healthcare for you and I. So you think about half of the GDP of the country is government spending and what we spend on health care. You know, you, you think about it. Right now, I spend over $10,000 a year hoping I don't have to use it. <laughs> right? It's nuts, right? Ten grand a year, and you got to do it. I mean, just one trip to the emergency room for like a busted, a busted arm or a busted leg or a, a, a torn ligament or something like that. But it's like ten grand. And then if you need a surgery or something like that, forget it. I mean, I don't even, I, even something where you're not even there very long. It's an in and out surgery. You, you go in at six in the morning. You're home by noon. That could be a hundred thousand bucks. So I guess maybe I wasn't that surprised. Patriot Radio News Hour halftime on this Monday. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. One of the major goals of the feminist movement has been to get all wives and mothers out of the home and into the workforce. And women are now half the workforce in America. Women's percentage in the labor force keeps rising because of who is going to college. Thirty years ago, the ratio of males to females on college campuses was 60-40. Now it's 40-60 and women receive the majority of college degrees. But the feminists still are not satisfied. They are griping because women students choose humanities majors that lead to lesser-paid jobs than male students who in larger numbers choose engineering, math, and science. The feminists want government to remedy this gender difference by bribing women with taxpayers' money to make other choices. The feminists continue to push hard for aggressive use of Title IX, which bans sex discrimination in schools and colleges. Feminist misuse of Title IX has forced colleges to eliminate thousands of men's teams, including many championship teams and more than 450 wrestling teams. The feminists call this process Title IX-ing. 
They are now using phony charges of gender bias to demand that colleges spend millions of dollars to increase the number of women in math and science at the expense of men. The feminists whine endlessly with their favorite word choice in matters of abortion, but they reject choice when it comes to college and career decisions. They want to prevent women from ever choosing to be a full-time homemaker. The French woman who was recognized as the big mama of the feminist movement, Simone de Beauvoir, said, No woman should have the choice to stay at home to raise her children, precisely because if there is such a choice, too many women will make that one. When feminists cry choice about abortion, ask them about a woman's right of choice to be a full-time homemaker. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So you see the craziness of today, right? When you're thinking about Boeing fires their CEO, and, and rightfully so, right? I mean, think about it. <laughs> it took till now, you know, and, and the bad number on housing, the bad number on durable goods, right? You think, okay, it's probably not a good day. But yet here we are. And the biggest thing, you know, and I know you'll you'll hear the president. I've been telling all of you, you know, the president has been telling everyone to buy gold because he wants rates to go lower. He wants a weaker dollar. He gets, you know, he's the first guy to to really tell the truth, right? Which is, we don't want a strong dollar. This is a global economy. Right? We we want a weak dollar because that makes our stuff cheaper. Listen, we're we're competing now, whether we want to admit it or not. Right? We're competing. We're we're competing with everybody. Now we compete with China, Brazil, Argentina. Right? How many times have I told you? Listen, China's more than willing to buy a bunch of stuff. They're just not willing to stop stealing all of our trade secrets. I call them trade secrets. They're really just our intellectual property. But they have also been, listen, we'll buy, if you're the cheapest, we'll buy it from you. Pretty much, you know, that makes sense. Hey, we're going to buy a bunch of agricultural products. We got 1.4 billion people. We want to feed them. But... Let's not mistake it. If Brazil or Argentina 
or Mexico or Russia or France or Germany or any other country, if they're cheaper, we're going to buy it from them. It's kind of the Walmart effect, isn't it? As much as I can, I try to support small business. I do. And my wife does too. But, you know, there's just some things can't be helped, right? And convenience plays a part in it. You go to Walmart because you guess what? I only got to go to one place. Right? right? And the vast majority of the time, what? They're the cheapest, right? So, you know, you go there. It's the same thing with trade. That just makes sense. Anybody out there that thinks China's going to buy our soybeans if somebody else is cheaper, they're mistaken. And I don't care about a deal or a no deal. I mean, we still haven't signed a deal. Oh, well, sometime next year we're going to sign it. I mean, right? Remember two or three weeks ago, oh, well, you know, we're just waiting for the uh, – Uh, The translation to be done and type it out. Come on. Right? They're trying to figure out how can we make our stuff cheaper so China will buy it. Right? And, And this is what the president wants to see happen. And at the same time, the central bank, I mean, we went, think about where we've been just this year. It's been an amazing year. And we've had a huge equity rally. Now, some of that, and a large piece of it, was because of what happened of December last year. Right? Remember December last year? What was it? About a week ago, so about 53 weeks ago, the Fed cut or raised rates, remember? To that horrible 225 to 2.5%, and everybody flipped out. And they were selling the balance sheet, right? Remember that? Yeah, we're getting rid of all these bonds that we had bought during the financial crisis. And one year later, we've cut rates. Now we're at, what, one and a half to 175. The balance sheet that we had been reducing for over a year Not only did it come to an end, but most people are like, okay, between now and January 14th, somewhere in that time frame, the Fed's balance sheet will be right back to where it was before they started. In other words, and it may be all new time highs, right? Somewhere around $4.5 trillion. And so when you start looking at this rally, Is it a rally of business profits? No. We know that, and of course, I help you there, right? Businesses didn't make any more profits this year, despite all the buybacks. You would think just because of buybacks, that would be the case, but it wasn't. Was it because business was spending more? No. Right, look at durable goods again, down 5.7% year over year. A government spent a bunch, right? But they've been spending a lot now for a while, right? That's not too new. Uh, but definitely ramped up, especially what on the defense side. So that had a little bit, right? That definitely had a little bit to do with it. Uh, the poor, right? Minimum wage was raised in 
I don't know, what was it, like 30 states? May have been a little more than that because like states like Arizona, we're, we're on this this sliding scale where every year it goes up another 50 cents, dollar, you know, dollar and a half, depending, you know, boom, 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 in a lot of these states. So it could have been uh, even more states than that. So that had something to do with it. But the biggest driver was the Fed creating money out of thin air. And they didn't create, you know, a billion dollars or $10 billion. They'll have created over $700 billion of debt all by themselves. Now think about GDP. $20 trillion, 2% of $20 trillion, right? You know, if you did, you know, when you, when you, you know, just break down uh, the math on, on what that would be, right? $20 trillion, $2 trillion would be 10%, $200 billion would be a percent, okay? So 2% GDP would be, hey, the, the uh, amount of stuff we bought grew by $400 billion. The Fed's balance sheet grew by $700 billion. And, and they did most of that, right, in the last, what, four months of the year? Most of that was in the last four. I mean, up until about August, we were, they were still trying to shrink it. You throw on government debt. You know, I know they said 980, what, 84, 86 billion. But we know it was, it was 1.2, 1.3 trillion. You know, when you, when you come and look at the facts, the vast majority of our GDP was made up money and debt. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to talk about 1971 when we return. Welcome back here on the 23rd of December. Merry Christmas, by the way, if I haven't said that. Uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, all that stuff. For Phoenix, this I, actually, you won't hear me in Phoenix uh, until after the New Year. Uh, got a gold rally today. Gold's up 6, uh, 1483. Silver, another nice day for silver. Silver had a nice day on Friday. Another nice day, up another 25 cents. Uh, $17.37 now, so gold uh, uh, significantly now back above the $17 uh, price point. And, of course, we've got the big rally. Of course, this big rally financed solely by printing of money, right, and debt. And we know these are recipes. We've seen this so many times. 
I mean, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? I mean, that's just nonsense. And yet our central bank just does it to us time after time after time. And, you know, I know that they got created in 1913. But, see, they they, they had to dumb down Americans before they could really uh, go into their big plan. You know, first they had to figure out a way to get the gold away from you, which they did in 1933. You know, if you think about it, you know the price of gold? It was $20. We know this, right, because you got the $20 Liberty, $20 Saint. We went almost 100 years with no inflation, like actual truthful, no inflation, right? Not the not the inflation number met, metrics they use today. No, I mean the, the ones that they used to use, you know, in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, none. The only time there was inflation, war. And then the second the war ended, there was deflation. And uh, prices always went right back to where they were. Right? You didn't need to raise the minimum wage. You didn't need to. Cost the same. You didn't have to worry about it. And then to get the gold from you, they bribed us. Right? They gave you 67 cents. Now, that's laughable today. Right? I don't know. If if you're going to even bend over to pick up 67 cents, it's debatable, right? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. 67 cents. But back in 1933, 67 cents, that's a lot of money. It can feed your whole family for a week. You know, think about it. You all have dinner somewhere, it was like, a, a nice place was like 15 cents, you know. Going to the grocery store, you can feed your old family for a week on 67 cents. I mean, that was a lot of money. Then they changed the price of gold to $35. Now, you couldn't own it. It was illegal. And most people will want to lie to you. Oh, my gosh, the stock market's done better than gold. Go back on 200 years. It's killed gold. No, it's not true. See, the problem with that argument was gold was the actual money back then, right? So if the stock market went up with your money, so did, you know, the amount of gold you had. You see what I'm saying? That was the money. We didn't have to have a central bank print it, right? The government couldn't go into debt without it, right? You had a way of keeping the money supply constant. See, but that wasn't good enough. No, because the central bank was like, yeah. You know, you had big World War II in there. And then, of course, I've told you the story a million times about how all the governments wanted their gold back. Right, really in the 60s, right, just wanted it all back. Think about today, very much like the 60s. 
right? For almost the last 10 years, Central Bank's buying gold, right? Give us our gold back, right? Send it back to us and, and all this, all these things. We've seen this play out before. And the reason was they're like, well, I don't want those dollars. $35 wasn't enough, right? I'd rather have the gold. Now today, you know, $1,500 isn't enough. They want gold instead. And the answer really is simple. Because they know what's coming next. And so when you look at when did we separate gold from the money, it wasn't in 1933. See, because the central bank set the price, the government sent the price at $35, and it stayed at $35. Got to go to 1971. That was when foreign governments, after this huge gold run of the 60s, could no longer do it anymore. They couldn't say, hey, you know what? Instead of treasury bonds, just give us our gold back. We closed the gold window. Then we said you could own it again, and then gold was allowed to freely trade. So, you know, you think about, you know, uh, $1,500 gold, and I know we're, what, $16 from that, but $1,500 gold, $35 gold, that's an increase of pretty much 43 times, 43 times. The stock market was about $900. For the Dow to have kept up with gold, it'd have to be 38,700. Missed it by about 10,000 points. Just something to keep in mind. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Final segment here, uh, again, here a couple days before Christmas. Uh, I'll get there. I know it's Monday. 1010 will be closed uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. KHNC will be closed Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So you can see the difference there. Uh, the Phoenix, the next show in Phoenix, will actually do a show on Friday. Uh, the twenty, uh, what is that? The twenty seventh, uh, Glenn Biddle, the professor, uh, Eric may join him uh, in Colorado. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, the, the next show we'll we'll do a show tomorrow in Colorado, and then the next show in Colorado may not be till Monday. Uh, but either way, the eight hundred number. Uh, Wendy's going to be manning the phones sporadically during, you know, during normal business hours. Uh, but you can go online and order at your heart's content. The gold markets are open. Like I said, uh, gold and silver both higher today. And I know it breaks a lot of people's hearts for, for me to tell you this. 
because they don't, they hate it. And who's they, right? Anybody that sells you debt for a living hates this fact. See, they don't want to use 1971 as the start date. I mean, but what other date could you use if gold wasn't allowed to trade freely? How can you make a comparison? Of course, you know, for most of the time, gold was the money. So, you know, that's kind of a ridiculous comparison. But if you just go back to the closing of the gold window, August 15th, 1971, gold is a clear winner. But here's the thing that that interests me. You know, I just told you about the 60s, right? The United States had 20,000 metric tons uh, at the, in the mid-50s, right after World War II. They had 20,000 metric tons. Uh, and central banks didn't really buy any gold. It, it started a little trickle in, in the mid in the mid 50s. You know, I, I kind of look at that right after the financial crisis. Central banks started buy gold, but it was the 60s when it really took off. I only bring it up because the 70s saw the price of gold go from 35 dollars to almost 800 bucks. I mean, that's and really it it, it was. About five hundred and some odd bucks. It actually went up like two, three hundred bucks in January of nineteen eighty and eighty one. But gold had a huge rally when all the central banks bought all that gold and said, "Give me all my gold back." And it kind of—I just kind of feel like it's going to happen again. We've had this—the horrible amount of money being created out of thin air. Now uh, seems like it's going to be non-stop, uh, the government debts, I, there's nothing we could do. And I hate to say it, but, I mean, you know, there's not that much discretionary spending going on at the government level. Uh, so we're looking at trillion and $2 trillion, $3 trillion deficits. Uh, quantitative easiness here, I think it's, I don't think it'll ever end. Uh, well, until they change out the money. And, and I think that's when you'll see uh, the gold price finally slowed down. I think be, between now and the money changeover into these electronic credits, I think we could be seeing a rally in gold uh, very similar to the rally that they that was seen in the 70s. So make sure that financial house is in order. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And tune in tomorrow, 1360 KHNC, if you want to listen to the last show of the year. Uh, for me anyway, uh, at uh, 10 o'clock. Take care. This program was sponsored by the Patriot Trading Group.